This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I want to talk to you about something that I just found out about, and uh, they came on as sponsors, and I think this is really important. It is uh, Jace Medical is the name of the company. You'll find them J-A-S-E medical.com. If the supply chain breaks down, let's just say the railroad strike happens. Railroad strike happens. That's going to stop everything. You lose diesel fuel, which we're on the edge of doing that. You lose that for a week. Where is where's your medicine? Where's your medicine? You know that there's already a shortage on uh, all kinds of prescription drugs. And I'm, I'm talking about. Uh, simple ones like just antibiotics jace case that's the name of it and jace medical makes it and it will give you uh all of the medicines that you might need in an emergency it will give you uh all of the antibiotics that you would need you talk to a doctor and you know fill out the form and everything else but Jace Medical is there in case there's a breakdown. Please do this before there is a breakdown. Go to jacemedical.com, use the offer code BECK10 and save 10%. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Why is why is Apple? Why why was it even discussed that Apple might remove Twitter from its app store? Why? Well, we all know why. Big uh, tech is protecting the voice and the control that they have, and they're not. They don't really care about freedom of speech. They don't care about you know, real, honest, intellectual dialogue. Uh, And they certainly don't care about the country if they wouldn't at least talk about TikTok. TikTok is a Chinese operation that is verifiably doing really bad things to America and America's children. They don't seem to care about that. Well, there is one person in the government who is uh, not giving up on this and he's an FCC commissioner I've been in broad I remember at 13 years old going to have to take my FCC test for my license Uh, I've been doing this for 45 years I've never really known the name of the FCC people because I've never seen them as anything other than 
an obstacle until this man. I know one name of the FCC commissioners in 45 years. You should too. This guy's changing everything. And I think he's getting increasingly feeling maybe alone. We'll talk to him in 60 seconds. While the days of clipping coupons may basically be behind you, the ways to save money are still changing and it's still very much a thing. You wanna save money when you're buying groceries, if you're out to dinner, when you're buying gas, those things will help you a lot. So I wanna talk to you about an amazing app. It is called Upside. I want you to not go to the app store. I want you to go to upside.com slash Beck because you're going to get a special deal when you do. But download this app. It's absolutely free. They never sell any any of your information. It will save you a ton of money on gas, groceries, dining out. All you have to do is download it at upside.com slash Beck. Use the promo code Beck and you'll automatically get 25 cents or more back for every gallon on your first tank of gas. And from there, you just find the offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business and when you pay, you get paid. Download the free Upside app now at Upside.com slash Beck. That's Upside.com slash Beck. So this guy is the guy, they, they, they call him the FCC's 5G crusader. He's a guy who cut all of the red tape and really pushed uh, for the high-speed networks to be built by private businesses. Um, he, is, uh, he is also uh, the guy who is one of the big forces behind telehealth, uh, mainly, um, mainly for veterans uh, and low-income Americans to be able to get to doctors on their smartphones or tablets or any other connected device, uh, driving down the price and, and driving up the access uh, to medicine all around the country. And he also, uh, like Mike Rowe and I, believe in apprenticeships and everything else. This is a, I think this guy is a real warrior uh, for what we believe are American truths. His name is Brendan Carr. He is a commissioner with the FCC. Brendan, how are you, sir? Glenn, so good to join you. really appreciate the chance to, to be with you. Big fan of everything you're doing. And listen, if you ever get in trouble at the FCC, if anyone files a profanity or indecency complaint against you, yeah. <clears throat> just don't mention you know me. It'll go right. a lot better for It'll go you. a lot better, I know. Smoother for you. Yeah. You, you and I never talked. I know, I know, I know how this works. Anyway, I I wanted to uh, talk to you about two things. Let's start with TikTok. Everybody in the tech industry seems to be against Twitter. Uh, I mean, it's crazy by letting people talk how they are being accused of destroying free speech. It's, It's an upside down world. But TikTok, nobody seems to want to do anything about this. I've read your letter. I've read your reports on this. TikTok is extraordinarily dangerous to Americans. Can you fill in why it's a danger and why everybody in America seems to be focused on Twitter, including the White House, and not TikTok? Well, it's quite amazing. And, you know, TikTok is an example of this. And as we may get into Apple as well, when your product is, you know, for better or worse, immensely popular with consumers, 
it's amazing what you can get away with. And I think TikTok mm-hmm. is the prime example. It's, it's popular with millions and millions of Americans, including young Americans. And they look at it and they think, well, that's just a fun platform for sharing videos and dance memes. And the reality is that's just the sheep's clothing. Underneath, it operates as a very sophisticated surveillance technology. Right in the terms of service, they reserve the right to get your uh, biometrics, including face prints and voice prints, search and browsing history, keystroke patterns. Uh, the list goes on from there. And for years, they said, don't worry. This is stored outside of Beijing. Not a big deal, even though our parent company is ByteDance, is based in Beijing. And well, that's been revealed as nothing more than gaslighting. It turns out that according to internal communications, quote, everything is seen inside China. And that's a massive, massive problem. In fact, their um, COO was testifying in Congress a couple weeks ago and was asked point blank, uh, do you transfer U.S. user data to employees in Beijing who are themselves members of the CCP? And the COO said that she declined to answer that particular question. So that's troubling. There's also a new report that just came out that they had this Beijing-based operation that was attempting to surveil the location of specific Americans based on their usage of the TikTok application. And that's not to mention, obviously, the concerns that come from the content size, where Americans, including children as young as 10 years old, are being fed things like the blackout challenge that's literally convincing themselves, and some have done that and died as a result. So it's, it's a national security threat, and it's something that parents should be worried about as well. So explain to, because I've tried to explain this to my family, uh, you know, my kids are like, yeah, right, Dad, I got it. What is China going to do with my, you know, my face print and my information? Can you explain why that's dangerous? Yeah, it really is. And if you, one way to think about it is there's a version of TikTok. TikTok itself isn't available in Beijing, but a version of it called Doyan, a sister app run by the parent company. And that application shows kids science experiments, museum exhibits, educational material. And then again, here in the U.S., it's showing kids the blackout challenge. So that's that's where the real danger comes. But also, if you step back, what's really happening when you're using TikTok, every time you swipe or click or search, what you're doing is you're feeding, training, and improving China's artificial intelligence, their AI. And China has said, we want to dominate the world in AI by 2030. And they're going to use it for authoritarian purposes, for surveillance, for exporting um, their control. So even if you step back from your own self and your own kids, and even TikTok itself, the, the idea that we're sending this data and these clicks back to Beijing is improving their AI, and that's going to come around and bite us in ways that are, again, unrelated to TikTok itself. So we have Google doing the same thing. I mean, that's why Google was, was free, is uh, they wanted all that information to work on AI. Uh, so you're saying this is just a, a, another version of Google, if you will, that's here in America to be able to mine for all of that information. Yeah, you're right. You know, China has a fundamental flaw, both in their system of government, obviously, but it it carries through to AI, which is they don't have feedback loops. They don't understand sort of Western free thinking. And so they need Americans to be on TikTok to be observing their usage of data in order to create their AI and make it a healthy uh, system. So the sooner we cut off data flows back to Beijing, the sooner their version of AI starts to atrophy and go down a separate path in which it's going to be a lot less successful. So I think we do need to look broadly 
uh, how do we stop training uh, China's artificial intelligence? But again, that's a piece of it. It's, it's used for surveillance. It can be used for blackmail. It can be used for foreign influence campaigns. And where things are right now is this is in the court of the Biden administration, the Treasury Department has a group called CFIUS, Committee on Foreign Investment, and they've been reviewing TikTok for over a year at this point. And the New York Times reports that they've got a preliminary deal in place to allow TikTok to continue to operate. And frankly, I think this is a big IQ test for the administration, and it's sort of a, a pass-fail at this point. And in fact, you just had FBI Director Chris Ray testify last week in Congress and said that the FBI has serious national security concerns. So I, I don't see how the Biden administration can go forward and bless TikTok to continue to operate when you have the FBI, when you have Democrat Senator Mark Warner, chair of the Senate Intel Committee, saying that it is TikTok that scares the dickens out of him. But we may very well be heading towards that direction here. Um, Google Play Store, Apple App Store. I know you wrote a letter to both of them and said, drop, drop this. This is really bad for the country. They, Yeah, I mean, putting us putting aside the content of what's in this um, application, Google and Apple have very clear terms of service to stay in the App Store. And if data is being used for purposes that aren't being disclosed, or if data is traveling to countries and being accessed from countries without that being properly disclosed, there's precedent for Google and Apple to boot apps off the App Store for that reason. And so I wrote them a letter and said, look, in light of the national security concerns, in light of these clearly surreptitious data flows that we're now learning about, just apply the terms of your uh, App Store policies and boot them from the App Store. Um, Of course, they didn't do that, and that's why it's, you know, obviously highly ironic that there was at least the, the concern this week that Apple might take action against TikTok. Because, look, if, if you're pulling advertising dollars or pulling support in Apple's case, potentially from from Twitter, while keeping your support or expanding your advertising on TikTok, you are sending quite the signal about your brand value. Oh, I yeah. think it's very different than the one. The one you think one one last thing um because i've got a, something else i want to talk to you about but uh, one last thing on this you just kind of brushed over this but i think it is critical there was a new survey out that showed i can't remember six or eight out of ten children in uh china want to be astronauts and want to be scientists um here eight in ten want to be social media uh um movers Influencers, yeah. influencers, yeah. Yep. Uh, that that's crazy, and part of that is because of TikTok, as you said. They're saying the same thing under a different name over in China is encouraging people to do crazy great things and science and and knowledge and education, and this same platform is programmed here to really make you as dumb as a box of rocks. I don't think that's I don't think that's just oh really I didn't even notice that that's intentional. Yeah, you're right. I mean, this is why I've I've talked about TikTok as China's digital fentanyl, because it's effectively, you know, a pipe directly from Beijing, from the CCP uh, into the ears and eyes and minds of millions and millions of America's youth. And what they're being served is divisive content. It's it's content that is, you know, increasing ADHD problems. Uh, suicide, ideations, body image issues. Um, this is what is being fed to us. And that's, that's deeply, deeply concerning. And that's why I think, you know, it, it, it's incumbent on the Biden administration to, to step in and take some tough action here. Brendan Carr, FCC commissioner, if you don't mind, um, I need to take a one minute break because I'm, I'm actually, you know, being funded by, you know, <laughs> 
the private industry and market. But uh, take one minute. We'll be back with uh, Brandon Carr, FCC commissioner. Um, when you hear, hear the term free market, what uh, image appears in your mind? Now, let me give you a follow up question. What image do you think your kids or kids, uh, your kids age think of when they hear free market? Now, more than ever, it is really important that all of us do everything we can to make sure that our kids understand what the free market is. And we haven't been under a real free market in a very long time. This is uh, the reason why we're having so many problems is because this is a bastardization of the free market uh, with with uh, socialism. It's it's grotesque. Oh, let me add some cronyism in there as well. Um, Tuttle Twins is extending their amazing Cyber Monday deal. They're giving 50% of a discount off their free market curriculum designed uh, with activities for both younger and older kids. Tuttle Twins making learning easy, fun, economics fun and interesting. That's almost impossible. One of the reasons the Tuttle Twins have sold over 4 million copies is that they make it easy for kids and teens and parents to be able to learn and teach this stuff with the free market curriculum, your kids will be able to navigate things like inflation and how business and money work in the real world. So go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com, access this special deal, TuttleTwinsBeck.com for 50% off the free market economic curriculum. TuttleTwinsBeck.com, 10 seconds, station ID. So, Brendan, I have a, a philosophical question, um, and I'd, I'd like you, if you would, noodle this out. I, I tried to contact you a few weeks ago um, because I was presented with a story uh, of a book that was in a school library and being read to kids in school. And it was one of the most vile things I have ever read. And look, I've done this for 40 plus years i i know exactly what i can and can't say with the fcc okay and i've always understood those to be community standards etc cetera, etc cetera. um here's my here's my problem there are times when things need to be heard by the general public and i know we can go online and do it etc cetera, etc cetera. but why when we are a community standards based system if if you can teach it to my children and have it in the classroom, why can't I, a program that is aimed at adults and during the day when kids should be in school, why can't I read that book on the air? Well, you're right. Look, we still have in place at the FCC rules that apply to broadcast radio and broadcast television that regulate uh, profanity, indecency, uh, similar content like that. It obviously hasn't been enforced <laughs> very much uh, in the last few years, but they're still on the books. And so you're right. There is a point at which potentially uh, you reading things from uh, across the broadcast airwaves that may be found uh, in a library somewhere um, could have issues under the FCC's you know, profanity and indecency regulations. Now, of course, there there's tends to be a newsworthy exception to a lot of that stuff. So you can cover issues and things like that. Um, but it, it, it's a challenge. And some people say, you know, look, how do you generally square this pro-speech, free speech view 
um, with that type of stuff. And I would say, look, what <laughs> what we can speak of as as adults and talk about freely is very different, you know, than the content that should be, you know, stocked in the shelves of, uh, you know, school libraries for for kindergartners. Yeah, my my problem is is this is a show that is based on information and opinion. You may not like it, but we we take it ser- we take our job seriously. We try to be responsible. I've always been responsible with the FCC. Um, and it's not a, uh, you know, a 1990s Howard Stern kind of thing, which we're way past that. This is this is being read to our students in many schools all across the country. And it is absolutely indecent. And I know it's indecent. But why do I get in trouble for exposing this indecency and the way to expose it is to make people understand by hearing it how unbelievably indecent it is. Yeah, look, I think we've gone a, a, a long way recently in trying to address this issue by doing what you're doing. You know, we've had instances where parents have tried to read uh, books from their, you know, again, kindergarten uh, library at uh, school board meetings, at city council meetings, and they've been shut down and said, we can't allow that content to be uh, spoken at these city council meetings yet. You know, there it is uh, in the, in the kids classroom. And so I do think there's been some progress in, in that. You know, from my perspective, I remember, you know, I, I growing up in high school, uh, the, the famous Eminem song, the, the FCC won't let me be. And it's quite ironic uh, after humming that song in, in high school that I've ended up uh, at the FCC, look, mm. we try to be very, you know, pro free speech about this stuff, but this is an issue that that, that we're dealing with as a as a cultural matter right and now. And I would not have a problem if it were me possibly losing my license, uh, but I I lose the license. Anything I do could possibly jeopardize the license of every station in my chain. So there's no way right. that there's no way I'm going to put people out of work to prove this. What do you recommend? Right. Well, look, again, there's, you know, a newsworthy exception to uh, discussing some of this stuff. But, you know, look, if you think it's, it's, I mean, it could be good or bad, I don't know. But, you know, if it's close to the line, you know, there, there still are background indecency, profanity rules of the FCC. We do get complaints from right. time to time. I mean, we, we yeah. usually dismiss them or don't address in the main. But, yeah, you do potentially subject, subject yourself well, to FCC scrutiny in those cases. My problem is I had some of the best attorneys in Washington on free speech and FCC I've I've always had that. I have for 25 years. About three years ago, uh, they called. They also represent Google and Apple and Facebook. And uh, they dropped me in the middle of a case uh, as a client because it made their other clients uncomfortable and they had to make a choice. So I'm not sure if you will see me and my attorney at some point uh, because, you know, it's hard to get one if you have to have my opinion today. Brendan, thank you so much. I appreciate all that you do at the FCC. God bless. Appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. Brendan Carr, FCC Commissioner. Back in just a second. The Glenn Beck Program. You know, I, I'm not sure really what the case is. You know, if all dogs go to heaven, I'm a little skeptical because, uh, you know, my wife's dog. Uh, I mean, I don't even think she was a good Christian at all. You know, 
Anyway, either way, if you're a dog owner, you have to make sure that your dog has a long and healthy life uh, because there may not be an afterlife for dogs. I think there is, but and uh, you have to have, you know, many, many good years for them to repent. That's where Rough Greens comes in. It's not a dog food. It's a supplement that you sprinkle on the food. Dogs love it because it tastes amazing, but it has everything in it that they need. Vitamins, minerals, all the things that are going to contribute to a healthy life for them before they go over the, what is it, the rainbow bridge? Folks at Rough Greens are so confident that your dog is going to love it. They have a special deal for you. Roughgreens.com slash back. They're going to give you the first bag free. All you pay for is shipping. Just go to roughgreens.com slash back or call 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. Roughgreens.com slash back. Thus endeth the sermon. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. There, you'll get your subscription to Blaze TV for 10 bucks off. This is the Glenn Beck Program. What is indecency anymore? Sincerely, what is it? I think much of the stuff that is being poured into our school is absolutely indecent. Indecent. Um, And I think the majority of Americans agree with that. Now, I'm just thinking out loud here because I think this is impossible to do. We've been battling with this for a few weeks. There is a story, a book that came out. You might have read about it, but it went away pretty quickly. But this book is in many of the schools all across the country. And I'm talking grade schools. And it is absolutely indecent. Now, I, I don't want to swear on the air. I don't want to be indecent. I know this audience, and I know that um, one of the things they like about this program is we have, I mean, not the highest standards, but we, we have some standards. And so they know generally what to expect. And indecency and even you know, clinical descriptions of stuff are not things you come to this program for. Um, however, when this story first broke, I really thought I don't care about my FCC license anymore. Um, and this story has to be told. And then I immediately thought, Oh, wait a minute. It's not just my license. It's every license of every talk radio show, uh, talk radio station that carries this show. And it's not only that, they may not be they may not be fined i think they would be they wouldn't be fined alone because they carried this program each station separately but also they all have to renew their license with the fcc and if things continue to go the way they are this could wipe out what 80 85% of talk radio they could just lose their license and 85% of the stations that do talk radio gone They've tried to compete with conservative talk radio over the years and have right. failed over and over and over and over again. What better way to just kick them all off the air? Yeah. And, and they would do it. Mm-hmm. And they would absolutely do it. I, I, you know, I think we just had FCC Commissioner Brendan Carr on saying, you know, we have exceptions for, you know, newsworthy, yada, yeah. yada, yada. And by the rules, of course, that's true. And yeah. we would have a legal argument. But when 
when they went down this road, guess guess where the liberal people on these commissions would side? Yeah. When they had an opportunity to knock out all of conservative radio at the same time. Yeah. So it'd be a, it'd be uh, it'd be horrible. <laughs> I wish it was just I wish it was just me because I'll come up with some other way to talk to you. I mean, I don't want to do this by any stretch of the imagination. Um, because I have a great relationship and I believe in our local stations. I'm like, I don't want to get into this. I do a lot of things that no one else in radio does for local stations um, because I so believe in the power of radio and the power of local stations. We've got to beef them up and help them um, because the truth may only come from your local station and not from national, even voices like mine at some point. Yeah, no, it's true. And, and of course, you don't, no one wants to uh, go down a road where I mean, you would be able to, to defend yourself. But when you're talking about 400 try, stations trying to do it at oh, the same time, I mean, a nightmare. They, they, and that's, we've talked and about even this if, w- with other issues. The, pr- the punishment is the process. Yes. Right? They put these stations through hell, uh, even if they knew they would lose at the end. Uh, if, you know, maybe a court would step up eventually and say, okay, guys, obviously we have a freedom of press. We have freedom of speech. There's no way you can possibly do. It doesn't matter. That's a two years down the road. That's a Supreme Court case after all, these stations are, half of them are shut down because they've been run, uh, uh, you know, through the ringer by the the left-wing establishment mm-hmm. who, whose goal is to make sure that they do not operate anymore. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they, these stations already have enough uh, to yeah. deal with with, without still, that. Th- this is the one thing. You have to always, when you're standing up, it has to be an individual thing yeah. and invite others. You can't impose your cause on others. This is what the left does. They just impose their cause on you. Well, no way. I I might want to join your cause, but don't just don't just do it and claim I'm part of it. And that's what would happen if you do something like this. Yeah, this is like the mob, right? The mob. Yeah. The mob says to someone who says, "Hey, you're owning your, you own that business. Well, you're going to pay us a protection fee." And then, and of course, this is if the mob exists, which it doesn't exist. Doesn't I just want to say if it no. did exist no. this is, in the movies, no. this is what happens. This and does the not deep happen in real life. Thing that is none of that either. is real. No. But uh, if it were real. You say, hey, you're going to pay us a protection fee. And they say, no, I'm standing up for my rights. And they say, okay, well, guess what? Um, You can be strong and you can be brave and you can maybe take a bullet if you have to. But just so you know, before that bullet that you take occurs, you're going to see your family get it. You're going to see everyone around you get it. That you're going to see them pay the price for mm-hmm. what you're doing. And Oof. that's how they come. They, when look we always these. say, like, why don't people stand up more? Well, they're thinking about their families. Yeah. Look at uh, look at uh, the Iranian soccer team. Yeah. They all sang the national anthem. You know why? Because their families, families were threatened. Were threatened yeah. Absolutely yeah. threatened by the Iranians. And I got news for you. When they get home, God only knows oh, what's going to happen. Oh, God help them. God help them. I know. You remember what happened to the soccer team with... Uh, uh, where was it? Uh, Saddam Hussein? Yeah, Iraq, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he killed them all, didn't he? Or he killed a lot <laughs> of them. Some of them, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, uh, German police are now raiding uh, anyone who is a suspect on online hate speech. So we got that going for us. Uh, we have Senator Whitehouse. This is the, the, the Democrat from Rhode Island. He's a senator. He is he's trying his best to make sure that those 87,000 new IRS agents are, you know, put them into work uh, because 
he has now we have through FOIA requests uh, his letters to the IRS saying that uh, they need to pull the um, 501c3 status from all kinds of conservative outlets or anyone who is not obeying the mask policy. Uh, Charlie Kirk's organization was one of them. He specifically said they need to have their uh, 501c3 revoked. He was trying to make what happened with Lois Lerner into an industry. Remember Lois Lerner? She was the one who was just a low-level person, and she decided to take it on her own and and uh, hold back those 501c3 mm. statuses for, you know, Tea Party. Mm. Okay? And she went free because she, I mean, everything happened to be erased, you know, on, on her server. I hate when that so, happens. That's the worst that luck. Happened. Yeah. Well, so he is, he's actually in, in FOIA'd uh, uh, letters, he's actually sending them names and saying this person should be targeted. This organization should be targeted to the IRS. That's a senator that is doing that. Mm. I mean, these guys are going to be remembered at Joseph McCarthy at some point. Um, also, while we're here, Twitter, uh, yesterday, they confirmed, Elon Musk confirmed, uh, that, you know, everybody who, I don't know, is alive could figure out that Twitter is um, uh, affecting elections. And he is going to release all of the information about how Twitter affected the elections. Yeah, I was reading this story today and it made me think, because we've joked and commented on why it, why does the left hate Elon Musk so much all of a sudden? He Legitimately, here's a guy who's done more for what their view of global warming is than, anybody than else. anyone else. And global warming, they say, is the greatest existential threat to humanity. Mm-hmm. Why on earth would they vilify this guy? Because they know mm. that global warming is not the threat. Yeah, first of all, it's, it shows exactly how they feel about global warming in yep. reality. The same thing revealed when we talk about nuclear power. They don't actually believe any of this. It's got, it's got nothing right. to do. It's got nothing to do with what, the, what the, the points that they're actually making. It's all about power. But beyond that, they know with Elon Musk in with access to everything that's gone on at Twitter, which he apparently now has, they know what they're going to look like. They have to turn the country against Elon Musk before this information comes out. I, I don't know why he's waiting to put this out. But well, I mean, I'm sure it takes time to gather. He's only run the. He's yeah, I also guess. got a company. I guess. He's also got like eight companies to run. He's got a. He's got a company that's tunneling under the earth and releasing flamethrowers and putting <laughs> chips in your brain and going to space. Yeah, he's, he's got a, a lot he's of a little bit. Yeah. He's a little <laughs> busy. By the way, did you hear the Neuralink thing? It's coming in human testing now. Yeah, Th- this is, <laughs> gang. I-, I know if you're a longtime listener. I know 20 years ago, you thought I was just a babbling madman when I would talk to you about the singularity and talk to you about what tech was going to be like. 10 years ago, same thing. Five years ago, maybe you started going, I don't know. I mean, I guess people are talking about it. Two years ago, same thing. You need to understand the singularity because it's on our doorstep And that is through Elon Musk and Neuralink. It's going to be heralded as a great thing. And believe me, 
as a father of a daughter who has had strokes, this would change her. It would make her probably whole because the problem with strokes is the pathways for information. If you think of the brain as a roadmap, there are bridges that are out. And so it takes longer for information to go from one place to another. And sometimes it can't get there at all. What Neuralink promises to do is to is to bridge from one part of the brain to the other part of the brain electronically. So that it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And has the potential to be a miracle if it were to miracle people. If you had a stroke. You could go back, the promise or the hope is, back to where you were uh, before the stroke. Mm. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, that's a miracle. However, it also will connect to the Internet. And it is Elon Musk's way of saying, we've got to come up with something fast and cheap because this is what the left is going to do and people want to control. And there's got to be something out there that will be a good version of this, where if you want to learn Spanish, you just download it. I mean, it's very matrix. It's here. Don't dismiss this. It's is, here. Is Neuralink the same as, as an AI? Because that, that's no, what it's he's the worried beginning. about. Yeah, okay. it's the beginning. No, but Neuralink's more of like health type reasons, isn't it? No, it's to digitize the brain. For health reasons. Okay. But that's step one. Mm. The other steps as it goes links you to the internet uh, so you can download and upload information. And remember, it's a pipe in your head. This is when the um, this is when the economic forum says, uh, yes, uh, we've lost some privacy. People Know what I'm uh, doing, know where I am, know what I'm thinking, even what I'm dreaming, but it's all worth it. Okay, that's what they mean, because you will be the government or these institutions or whatever will be able to go into your head and know what you're thinking because you're using the backbone of the Internet to think and research. And it can go into your head and retrieve dreams. It's extraordinarily dangerous. And think of the targeted advertising uses for this. Like every time I think about Taco Bell, I get a coupon from Taco Bell. (laughs) Or all the times you don't think about Taco Bell and yet you're thinking (laughs) about Taco Bell. Well, it can't be more times I'm thinking about Taco Bell. That's not possible. If you're like most Americans, have you heard what McDonald's is doing? Yes. Oh my gosh, I want one. I want one. Yes. Anyway, if you're like most Americans, you could probably spend a significant amount of your time just thinking about how to make more money or at least save more money back more than you currently do. Nothing is wrong with that. It's good to be aware how your financial house is holding up and especially about the business of trying to make it more secure, especially in this economy. This is where you need to give American Financing a call. If you own a home, let one of their dedicated mortgage specialists help you examine your options. Right now, you could literally be saving hundreds of dollars per month, maybe as much as a thousand what would you do with an extra 12 grand per year? What could you pay off? 
with an extra 12 grand a year for over two decades. American financing has been helping people just like you find ways to make their finances work for them. Call American financing at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Glenn Beck. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. So I want to talk to you a little bit about this rail strike. And I don't know about you, but I mean, I'm not passionate about right. either side. Um, however, however, I, I do think I I'm mean, worried about the consequences of it. Yeah, well, I'm also I, I think I'm actually if if it is as it's presented, which I don't believe anything anymore. But if it is as it's presented, these train camp companies can't let their employees have a few extra days for sick leave. Yeah, I'm sure it's more complicated I mean, than that. I'm sure it is, is too. That is the story from the media, though. Correct. Oh, they just don't want him to have a sick day. I, yeah. And they, they interviewed a guy who was like, oh, I'm at home with the flu and I have to use vacation time. And it's like, all right, look, obviously, like, that shouldn't be the way it is. Is that the only issue, though? Yeah. Really? So anyway, so, I, so I'm not passionate about it because I don't believe either side. Um, however, a couple of things. One, the media said joe biden solved this right before the election yeah so he got all the election benefits right. pre-election benefits of solving this crisis right. and then we found out later oh well yeah no well, that we, wasn't real we actually knew everybody in the media knew but only sources like us said mm. he didn't solve it he just passed the buck and it'll happen in in december um the the other thing that is uh quite concerning on this is mr most uh the uh, biggest union, union support, p- p- supporter uh, of any president in the history of the United States. He also bails out the railroads all the time. Okay, so government money is going to the business of railroad as well. He can't get a few sick days. This guy is toothless, either absolutely incompetent toothless. or something else is going on. Uh, yeah, and the media again, the biggest problem. Because you don't know what a rail strike would do to you and the, the country in quick fashion.